It's time now for the Conqueror's Cafe Show. Your hour of empowerment and inspiration with your host, Twyla Reed, author of Broken Wings. Here we encourage you to spread your broken wings and keep soaring by the power of God as you transform your tragedies into empowering moments. Thank you for joining us today. We are here every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a very special guest today that's here to share their testimony of hope and healing with us all. So don't move because you are definitely in for a treat today here on the Conqueror's Cafe. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Conqueror's Cafe radio show. I am your host, Twyla Reed, and I'm also known as your Tragedy to Strategy mentor. Happy Sunday, everybody. What an awesome day to just give God thanks. You know, and there's no special reason we can uh, that we have to have to just give God thanks. We can just give God thanks for just being God all by himself. I feel in my spirit and in my bones and just down in my heart that that's just enough all by itself. As you all know, I'm the author of Broken Wings, which is a true story of a mother's unwavering love for her son in the aftermath of a horrific accident, which left him in a coma, paralyzed, and with a severe traumatic brain injury. Well, that mother and son is my son and I. And this book is our journey through his recovery. It is our testimony of hope and healing of how we use prayer, how we use perseverance to really just overcome the hardships that we endured during that time. I'm also the founder and CEO of Broken Wings Incorporated, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization established to provide awareness about traumatic brain injuries to communities while providing support and prevention insight. We educate and we empower and enlighten brain injury survivors, caregivers, and their family members by teaching them how to create the life they desire in spite of the challenges and devastation that accompany head injuries. We provide real-time working strategies to ideal well-being. And um, today is a special day because it's actually five years today that our book came in the mail, and I never forget that experience and the feeling that we had, you know, just being able to hold baby in your hand, the book that God gave you, uh, the vision that he gave you, I mean, to just see it manifest in book form, I tell you, it was just a great feeling. And today, uh, I jumped on Facebook for a few moments, and I saw the picture of my son and I standing there holding my book. And it was just an amazing feeling all over again. And um, that's really, you know, how all of this really began for us with that one book that the Lord gave me. And a few of my other books include Affirmation for the Mind, Body, and Soul. I have resources for caregivers. Um, I wrote a book called What Do You Do When Caregivers Need Caregiving? And, uh, you know, so many times caregivers really never stop to realize the importance of taking care of themselves or taking care of others. And being a caregiver myself now for over 20 years, I was one who always put my needs on the back burner and I have to be honest with you, uh, that book was written <laughs> really for myself because I still do that. I still do. And I, and I try to remember, uh, you know, the importance of self-care and, and all of those things. But we need that as caregivers. You know, sometimes we just need reminders uh, of, you know, of the fact that we do need to, to take care of ourselves. 
Um, but back then, I tell you, I had really just lost myself in the caregiving process. And in this book, I share techniques and strategies that every caregiver needs to walk away with the peace of mind and reassurance needed to continue on their caregiving journey. Um, we have prayer journals. Uh, we have Bible study notebooks. I have a coloring book series. And I have a book uh, that uh, I wrote in the midst of this pandemic, believe it or not, called Warring Women Arise and Pray. You know, we're going through uh, tough times right now. Uh, you know, we're, we're witnessing a war. Uh, there's so many things that are going on in the world, and sometimes life can just become overwhelming. And you just don't know what to say. You don't know how to pray. And so this book <clears throat> contains prayers where you just simply open up the book and, and, and just repeat and recite the prayers that are there. So, again, um, you know, there are a lot of books and a lot of resources that are available out there. And, and we have an amazing author here today, and she has provided one of those books. Uh, I know that you all are going to be blessed today, um, you know, um, with this interview. I'm so honored and just so blessed, blessed to have her um, here with us today. Uh, before I, I tell you who she is, we're going to um, – just um, talk a little bit about what we do here on the Conquerors Cafe uh, radio show. We are uh, a platform where we give survivors of traumatic events just an opportunity and a, and, a, and a safe place to come and share their testimony of hope and healing with you to offer you encouragement and just some inspiration. Uh, and, again, uh, I just want to welcome everyone today. Uh, for and, and thank you, say thank you for joining us. It's been an awesome day today. It's been a really busy weekend. Uh, this is February. This is Black History Month. And uh, yesterday, I had the honor and the privilege of being one of 25 African American authors who were recognized for Black History Month here at the Gullah um, Heritage Festival. It was amazing, and we had. New York Times best-selling author Bakari Sellers as the keynote author. Um, just an amazing experience to be able to connect with the authors and the people that were there. Um, so um, just a huge shout-out to uh, Bridget Frazier uh, for uh, hosting such an awesome, awesome event. Again, here on the Conqueror's Cafe, we highlight authors and entrepreneurs as well as survivors of traumatic events who've made it out victorious, and now they're here to share their testimony of hoping healing with the world to offer encouragement and inspiration to others as they travel on their own personal journey. So for today's episode or any of our other episodes, I want to invite you to please visit our website at www.conquerscafe.com. We also invite you to like, to follow, and share our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash conference cafe. So if you are someone that you know, um, if you've experienced a tragic event, I invite you to contact me. Let us help you create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges that you may be facing so that you too can become the strategist of your own destiny. It is time now for our devotional. And I tell you, I want to talk a little bit today about being strong, about being strong. And I'm going to read um, uh, our focal verse is going to be coming from Joshua. Joshua, the first chapter and the ninth verse. 
and it reads, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. You know, and again, I just want to talk for a few minutes about being strong. And that is something that we need to say to ourselves every single day that we wake up. Just look in the mirror and just say to yourself, I am strong. You know, um, and I think that's important because sometimes life can really just wear us out. And weariness and fatigue always seems to be living at our heels. It's not just physical, it's the mental and the emotional demands of life. It can really just zap our energy and just drain us. Uh, our fast-paced lives are sometimes not uh, conducive to the stress-free, worry-free, easy life that we all seem to be chasing after. But don't lose heart, okay? Look to God, and he will, he will infuse strength into you, enabling you to not only endure the ever-constant pressures of life, but actually overcome them. And not just overcome them, but overcome them with joy. The foundation and supplier of strength is, is the unfaltering word of God. Reading and spending time thinking about and speaking God's word will allow his strength to flow to you and through you. When you need strength to rise above all the negative words that people have spoken to you, that have spoken about you, that you hear every day, then remind yourself who God said that you are and what he said you can do with him. God said that we are the righteousness. The word says we are the righteousness of God. He says that we are ahead. We are the head and not the tail, and that we are above only and not beneath. When you need strength to push through and through the tough times, God will be your strength, and he will walk it through whatever it is that you're going through. He will be there with you. When you need strength in the mornings to face the grind, God is up with you to fight with you. When you need strength to get through depression, when you need strength to get through worry or anxiety, just lean on God. He'll lift you up out of your despair. God is easily touched by what we're going through. He said he'd never leave us and he'd never forsake us. So just put your trust in him. When you need strength to overcome fear and your own insecurity, just let God's strength bolster your heart with and with confidence so that you can face any circumstances head on. Amen. I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Broken Wings Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization designed to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing and brain injury prevention insights. So if you are a survivor of a traumatic brain injury or caregiver, Please visit our website for more information at www.brokenwingsinc.org, or you can call 912-335-3799. Sister Scent, our personalized candles and gift baskets for any occasion. Please contact Ashara Davenport at 205-514-0866. Shipping is available. Again, that's Nashari Davenport at 205-514-0866 for your custom-made, personalized gift baskets and candles. The Birmingham Slayers, if you live in the Birmingham, Alabama area and you're looking for an organization where your 
your child can be a part of a team where together everyone truly achieves more, a place where dance is a part of who they are as they encompass unity like never before. And the Birmingham Slayers is who they need to connect with. Please contact Ms. V at 205-531-0587 for more details. And if you have a business or an event that you would like to have advertised on our show, please contact me at info at com. Again, uh, we have an amazing show lined up for you this evening. I have a very special guest. You are in for a really special treat today. Our guest is a published author, uh, one who's really taken life by storm, and God has just really blessed her, and, and we've had the opportunity to connect, and she's here today to share her testimony of hope and healing. She's going to empower you, educate you, and enlighten you on today. But first, we're going to take a quick break. So I don't want you to go anywhere because we will be right back. Now we're here to encourage you to walk into your new season, a season of freedom and a season of victory. Here it is. By the hand of the Almighty, I've been set free. Healed, delivered, made complete. Now I'm walking in victory. Adrian, won't you help me sing it? By the hand of the Almighty, I've been set free. Healed, delivered, made complete. Now I'm walking in victory. We're gonna sing that again. By the hand. Now, come on, lift it up. By the hand, I've been set free. Oh, now I'm walking in victory. Oh, that I'm walking in victory. That I'm walking in victory. Walking in victory. Get my joy back. Oh, I'm walking in victory. That I'm walking in
Amen, amen. Victory, victory. That's by Fred Jerkins in the book. The song says, I can have my peace back. I have my joy back, my strength, and my hope when we walk in victory. So all of the things that the enemy tries to from you, God says, when you walk in victory, you can have it all back. He just wants you to walk in victory. Welcome back, everyone, to the Conqueror's Cafe. I'm your host, Twyla Reed. Again, we have an amazing show lined up for you on today. Our guest. Hailing from the charm city known as Baltimore, Maryland, where she currently resides, Michelle Williams was always a natural-born leader. She led an exciting and adventurous childhood that was also filled with complicated memories and loneliness. Michelle persevered and earned a B.S. in business and healthcare administration at Sojourner Douglas College. She went on to complete her graduate education at Towson University with an earned with an earned dual master's in human resource management and public administration. She has a passion for providing creative solutions that produce big results in higher education government and healthcare sector. She's also a professor at several higher education institutions where she teaches human resource courses. She is the owner of HR Innovations 3000 Consulting Firm. She also enjoys volunteering teaching, public speaking, and helping others in need. The Color of Pretty is her first published um, novel as an author. So without further ado, let's put our hands together and welcome our guest, Michelle Rudolph. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, good evening. How are you? Good evening. I am wonderful. How are you today? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you. We're so excited to have you with us on this evening, and I can't wait to get started and so you can just share, uh, you know, with our listening audience about your book and about your writing journey. But before we get started, um, you know, I read the bio and I do all of the, you know, the protocol stuff, but I just want you to just say hello in your own words to our listeners. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have me here this evening. Absolutely. Don't take it for granted. Again, I am Michelle Williams, hailing from Baltimore City, Charm City, as we call it. So I'm excited to be here and tell you a little bit about Color of Pretty, (laughs) tell you about me and what's going on, tell you who Lola is. Uh, You got to figure out who Lola is. Lola is the main character in the book, but I'll tell you all about it. So let's get started. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Can't wait to hear about Lola. So let's just go all the way back. We're going all the way back to that six-year-old. We're going all the way back, even back then, before you even realized that you were being groomed for such a time as this, that before you even realized that God had called you and had had purpose for you and that that he was the author of your destiny, before you even realized that. Let's talk about when you first started writing. I want you to share what inspired you to do so. Oh, so it wasn't all the way, all the way back. I definitely was back. It was not all the way back. I guess I want to say it started about <laughs> maybe about six years ago. Let, let's go back that far, at least six years ago, when I truly, okay. truly, you know, began the, the actual process of writing, just journaling, you know, just I heard people saying that journaling had been therapeutic for them. 
it helped them to get out some of their thoughts and things like that. So I would say I probably got really, really serious about it. I want to say about six years ago, maybe a little bit more, but I was playing around with it and wasn't serious about it. But I can really say that about five, six years ago, I got really serious with journaling down my thoughts and how I felt in my days, and I, I remained consistent with it. So that that's basically how I started the whole journaling process, and I can remember just talking to God, just saying, God, it's something that you want me to do. You know, here I am. So if I say that was five, six years ago, so I had to be like in my mid-40s at that time um, to say, God, what is it that you want me to do? It's something that I'm being called to do, but really not sure of what I wanted to do. You know how people say, you know, you want, you don't want to leave this earth without your purpose. You want to be able to, I want to, when I leave this earth, I want to give, have given everything I've got. And, and deposited everything here on earth so I can leave here empty. So writing for me, that that's basically where it started. God, what is my purpose? What do you want me to do? And I just kept hearing God say, tell your story, tell your story, but tell it in the way you want to tell it because a lot of people didn't know my story, right? So I had to tell it and write it in the way I wanted to, not what other people thought or how they felt, because a lot of people, truthfully, let's be honest, and, and we'll probably talk about that later, is a lot of people didn't know my story. It was a surprise. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you said something that was really powerful. Um, I, I truly believe that God wants us to leave here empty. And I, I say this, um, we're vessels. And when you look at what a vessel is, a vessel is something that you use to pour something out of into something else. And when you're pouring mm. out of that vessel, you're normally pouring until it's empty. So, my dear friend, you're not empty. You're not empty yet. So I wanted to just encourage right. you to continue to doing what you're doing, continue pouring into That's others, right. continue doing what God has called you to do in order to fulfill your purpose. So uh, when you said that, I, I, I can hear the Lord say, vessel. So uh, just wow. want, you know, the listeners as well, you know, you're out there, you know, God is tugging on you and pulling on you as well. Remember, you are a vessel, and, and we're mandated. God has called us to pour until we're empty. So we're mm. not doing it as a favor to anyone. This is what God has chosen us to do and what he's called us to do. So, yeah, Michelle, let's talk about. That was the beginning of your journey. So even back then, if you could tell your younger writing self anything at all, what would that be? Oh, goodness. I probably, I would say so many things. Oh, my goodness. I probably would say something like, just do it. Do it afraid. You know, don't be scared. Oh, You know, um, <laughs> share your story. You know, don't hide it. You know, being fearful of what other people might think or what other people might say, but do it afraid. Do it scared. Just do it. Do something. I would definitely. I love that. I think that's a T-shirt right there. Do it afraid. Just do it. That's right. Don't you feel my idea. I know, right? You better write that down. I got it. So the next time I talk to you, I better be seeing that. I'm telling you, see, God birthdays throughout the conversation. I'm telling you, that's it. That's what happens all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know why? Because you ain't empty yet. I'm not. I got got a lot. You're right. 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 All right. So let's talk about the color of pretty. Let's 
talk about the genre of your book. Uh, would you like to okay. share what is the genre of, of, of the color of pretty? So I'm going to say it's more of a literary fictional novel, definitely. Literary and, and sharing the story of, of character characters. Um, again, I didn't want to write a, a biography, an autobiography of myself. You know, at that time, I was like, okay, does anybody really hear the biography of Michelle Williams? Who is she that I want to do an autobiography? So I said I'm going to do a fictional novel. So I, I'm going to say it's a, more a, the genre of a literary. Yeah, that's, that's okay. what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the title because the color of pretty. What is the color of pretty? And how did God give you the inspiration or the vision for the? You see how that sounds—the color of pretty. So when you think of that, you know, because I've been asked, you know, in doing a couple of other interviews and things like that, how did you come up with that book, that title, and things like that? So just think of it—the color of pretty. What does that say to you as the listener? What does pretty look like? Does it have a color? Does pretty look like that we have to be? For me, this is. Does it have to be light skin? Does it have to be dark skin? Does it have to be, you know, long, pretty hair? Does it have to be skinny, size 5, size 2? Can it be a size 14? Can it be a size 16? Can it be a size 20? You know, what actually, wow. what is the color of pretty? So that that's how that title came about. What, what does the color of pretty look like? Some people might say it look like this some people might say look like that for me the color pretty look like me oh that's that's what i'm talking about say that again <laughs> <laughs> the color pretty looks like me this 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 cute chocolate skin this this cute chocolate skin hey <laughs> yes <laughs> now let's talk about lola let's talk about lola yeah lola and when it comes to the color of pretty, tell the listeners who Lola is. So Lola is, I'm going to call Lola my alter ego, right? <laughs> Lola right. is truly yeah. me. It's my, it's my alter ego. That That's who she is. She, she's fearless. She's brave. She was able to tell this story unapologetically, you know, not caring what nobody thought or said, just tell her story and basically just growing up, feeling, feeling again, um, as you know, color pretty also means, color pretty also means talking about colorism, you know, growing up at the age in, in your 80s, your early 80s and things like that, where to be dark skin wasn't popular. So Lola, again, was, was a dark skin girl. Growing up in East Baltimore, in the streets of East Baltimore, again, not feeling, you know, the love. Then it was light skin was in. If you was light skin, you was everything to everybody. You know, you, you got the better boys, you got the, the better this, you got the better that. So Lola had to deal with all of that. So Lola had to deal with, you know, um, having a dad and having other, my dad having other children. And I was what you call the weekend child. You know, I got to see him on the weekends and things like that. You know, I got that, you know, weekend dads or summer dads and things like that. So I had to come home and and wave bye to my sisters and brothers and things like that. But that's who Lola was. She got the weekend dad. So she always felt like, okay, why am I having to deal with this? Why am I not good enough? And so that I think that's all where it started at, truthfully. You know, I can remember – you know, when I started doing my therapy some, 
12 years ago, and I'm thinking I'm going into the therapist's office to talk about me. Talk, not talk about Lola. <laughs> talk about me and why oh, my marriage right. failed yeah. and why am I having all of these feelings and things like that. And what he did, he did this, he did that. And I just need to be able to have a successful relationship, and I want you to heal me. <laughs> That's what I went into the therapy office and, and said. But let alone that I find out we had to dig back in. We had to dig deep. She was able to dig deep and say, let's talk about your childhood. What were some things, you know, how did you grow up? I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about marriage and divorce. (laughs) So you saw it, right? Yeah. Exactly. So she really uncovered Lola. She really uncovered Lola, actually. Wow. So that's a little bit about who Lola is. Lola is fearless, you know. Yeah. That's deep. That's deep, Michelle. You know, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the promo write-up, we talk about a saying that I know everybody that's listening, I know you've heard this, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Yes, what exactly. What does that saying mean? So I want to talk to Lola. What does that mean to Lola? Whew back then that didn't mean nothing to me because I didn't I didn't agree with it I, I didn't agree with it at all being the darker the berry the sweeter the juice no you know I can say that now I can tell myself that now but back then yeah. oh no absolutely not you know the darker the berry the sweeter the juice because you know from outside appearances and all the outside noise and things like that you know it was in what middle school and high school that I had other people to say that you ain't cute. And then I'm here, this chocolate girl. Oh, oh, by the way, and I wore glasses that weren't too pretty. <laughs> you know, wow. here I am, this chocolate girl, and I got glasses on, and we have these two light-skinned girls from I can remember back in high school that tormented me because I was chocolate and I didn't wow. look like them. I didn't have the long, pretty hair like them, and they called me you know, ugly, and I was skinny, and just, hmm, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't like the darker the berry, the sweet the juice. That was, that was not good for me. I didn't like it. So when, you, when you're talking it. about this, and and what I'm getting is, I know bullying. And when you talk about bullying, really, bullies have a way of making you feel like it's your fault that they're picking on you, even though it never yeah. is. So did you ever feel like it was your fault. Did you ever feel like because of the color of your skin that you had done something wrong to cause the bullying and cause the name calling and to cause them to be, you know, to pick on you? I did. I, I did. I thought because I was just, I was darker. Like, I didn't look, you know, I can go back. I know my mom's probably listening. But I can go back. And she probably never heard me say this, say this either. My mom is light-skinned. And I was, I used to wonder why I didn't, why I didn't look like her? Like, my mom was light-skinned, my mom was pretty, have nice hair, and why well, I can't look like her, you know? But I never shared those feelings with her, like, how how come I didn't come out looking like your side of the family? You know, my grandmother's light-skinned, you know, my mom is light-skinned, you know. Um, my brother's a little bit darker than, I mean, a little bit lighter than I am. Like, how come I didn't come out looking more like that side versus the dark side? I got more of my father's genes and more of his juices, more of his juices, they would say. How come I didn't come out looking like that? So, yeah, it was. It was. It definitely was hard. It was. That, that, that's, 
that's something, you know, um, I wonder, you know, because, like, even in my own family, you know, my father is light-skinned and my mother's dark-skinned. And my sister, I have a brother and a sister, and my brother and I, we took after my father's side, and my sister took after my mom's side. She's a sister. So I always wonder, I wonder, you know, if some of these things, I, 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 I hope she's listening, because I, I, she normally listens in. I just wonder if sometimes some of, you know, the, those same feelings resonated within her as well. You know, it's something to mm-hmm. really think about. Mm-hmm. It really is. Absolutely. And, you know, so when you talk, when you talk about colorism, I wanna, let's, let's just talk about that. What are some proactive ways that you think now, okay, not not back then, but now, because it's still, it's still happening. It's still happening. So oh, yeah, even though it happened then, you know, with Lola at, at, at six years old or, or back then, what about now for those who they are going through and experiencing, you know, um, prejudices and different things simply because of the color of your skin. What what are some proactive ways that you can uh, say that one can deal with, with colorism today? I think I wanna I think I wanna say, you know, telling you know, telling them little your little chocolate girls and boys and I think that is not it's still happening, absolutely still happening, but it's not as prevalent as it is today than it was back then. Because right now it's like if you chocolate chocolate is in. <laughs> you know, chocolate is in yeah. now. So I would say it's not as prevalent. But I can truly say that, you know, in some of my um in my book touring and in places I've been, you know, last year and talking to some of the younger girls and, and moms and dads and things like that to say, you know, I have a, a chocolate girl or a, a daughter or a sister or whatever who had some feelings of this as well and know they're going to love this book because they can talk and they can, they can um, I guess, have a sense of, what you went through growing up at a younger age till now, so they can resonate with some of those things like that. But I would constantly tell them that they are beautiful, that they 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 look good, they're kind. Don't let words hurt you. Don't you know? Be bold, be brave, um, and just encourage them. If it was a, if it's a mother or if it's a father, continue to tell your child and and lift your child up. You know, it's always that that movie, The Help. Um, remember Viola Davis telling little girls, saying, you know, speak life into your children. Speak life, and even if they're not your children, that you are beautiful, you're kind, you're smart, you're pretty. Those are the things that you need to speak life into your children because sometimes when they leave that house and go out into this world, oh, my goodness. So we have to be able to be stewards to, to feed that into our children, that you are beautiful, you are smart, you can do anything you want to do. You are God's child. So those are the things that I would do to lift up children today, to lift up teenagers today whenever I talk to them, whenever I have an opportunity to speak any type of life into them. I tell them, you are beautiful, you are sweet, you are kind, you are smart, you are intelligent. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do it. Don't let nobody tell you what you cannot do. Nobody. You know, I think that that's a good segue to this next question uh, because those that those are great, awesome things, and great ideas. You know, ways to be proactive because it, even though it may not be as 
permanent right now. You know, just being honest, it does still happen. And so let's talk about the message, the messages, I would say, in the color pretty. What are two things you want readers to walk away with of reading this amazing book? Oh, goodness, this is a lot of things I want people to walk away. But if I had to say two things that I want readers to walk away with, I want them to walk away being inspired, to be motivated, that they can do anything. That this girl, this chocolate girl that grew up in East Baltimore, um, very small, humble beginnings, if I can do it, you can do it, Um so this book is going to leave you feeling inspired and motivated that you can do anything. Hey, if you want it now, look at the world. If you want to be the president, you can be the president. If you want to be the Supreme Court, the next Supreme Court justice, yes, you can be that. If you want to be an astronaut, yes, you can be that. Do it. Do it afraid. Do it scared. My stand is you have dreams and visions that don't scare you, then you need to make them bigger. You have to make them bigger. Because I'm going to tell you, my dreams and visions that I have for my life, they scare the heck out of me. Like, God, this is only you. It's only you. Because there's no way. (laughs) Me even being on this radio station right now talking to you is definitely not me. It is not. It is all God. Because I... I, I tease my friends and I talk to my friends all the time. I tell them I am truly an uh, introvert. They probably are like, I am not an introvert. I am such an introvert. I am completely shy. And to stand up and talk to hundreds of people, be on the radio, talking to people, being on the magazine, all of this stuff, this is not Michelle. This is Lola. It <laughs> is not Well, me. let me ask you. This is okay, oh, God. So I got to ask. I got to ask. Well, I don't know if this I don't know if this is a question for Lola or Michelle, but you said some things from what I just gathered have power. Our words have power. Our words have power. Yes. Our words have yes. power. The things that yes. come out of our mouths have power. And the Bible says death and life lie uh-huh. in the power of our tongue. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What was an early where you really, really, truly learn that your language had power. I'm going to say probably for me it was very early when I was uh, defined as being dark, dark skin. Um, you know how you say, uh, what's that saying, sticks and stones may hurt you. How, what is that saying, how they say it? Oh, six and stone break 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 oh, okay. The word there you never go. Hurt there you. you go. There you go. That is so untrue. That's the, the, the biggest misnomer that we ever heard of. That six and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt you. So that is absolutely not true because words do hurt you. Words will build up, words can tear down. You can forgive, but you never forget. Once it's said or once it's spoken, it's out there. And even though a person might apologize for what they said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It came from somewhere. It it definitely came from somewhere. So back then, to hear people call me, my nickname, you know, Lola is is, is AKA for Shelly. 
you know, all my family and friends, if you've known me for more than 30 years, anybody who's listening, anybody who's known me for more than 30 years know my nickname is actually Shelly, and that's a.k.a. for Lola, right? So to be called Black Shelly, the chocolate girl, the skinny girl, dark-skinned girl, all of that, those words have power. Those words are something that stuck with me throughout the years. Those were the words that made me feel like I wasn't good enough because I was chocolate and I was darker. So I could only accept what you, you get what you get. Those, when I say words have power, they absolutely have power. So for the people who say they don't, they have power. You have the power to build up or lift or down, either one. That is true, and that's why I'm going to ask you this question right here. Time you heard, oh, you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl. Oh, my God. And how did it make you feel? Oh, my God. Let me tell you, you know, now when somebody tell me that, (laughs) when somebody says, what do you mean by that? Please explain that to me. But growing up, yes, I absolutely heard, oh, you're cute for a dark-skinned girl. What does that mean? Like it's just what been does that something mean? that's Absolutely. been rage. Up. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, if, and then when people, when you ask people that, they really don't know themselves. It's just something that they say again. That's the thing of, like you said, the power of language and words. It's like sometimes people don't realize what they say. We live in a culture and a world that sometimes people just say. You just say it. You don't. You don't think first. You just say it and then think later. Because I've never gotten the answer to that question. I haven't gotten the answer yet. In 50 in my 50 you years, no here, one else. I haven't. <laughs> I have it's not gotten the answer to that question yet. Like, you cute for a dark-skinned girl, or you cute for a chocolate girl, or you're a cute little chocolate girl. Does Is that even, is that supposed to be better? <laughs> you're a cute little chocolate girl. Well, what does that mean? We are here, listeners, with the awesome, amazing Miss Michelle Williams, and she's here discussing her book, The Color of Pretty, The Darker the Berry, the Sweeter the Juice, right? That's what we've always heard. But what does this really and truly mean? Michelle was always a natural-born leader who led an exciting and an adventurous childhood that was also filled with complicated memories and loneliness. In this book, the main character, Lola, opens up and shares with us her life challenges of not feeling loved and being bullied and just really never feeling good enough until she decided to take her life into her own hands. Despite her struggles, she chose happiness over self-doubt, and she began reflecting as she embarked on her journey of healing. But will she leave her past traumas behind? We're here talking about it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to remind you that our phone lines are now open. If you would like to speak with this amazing, awesome author, if you just have a comment or just want to encourage her, dial 657-383-0898. Again, the number to dial in is 657-383-0898. And just press the number one, and we'll bring you live on the air to talk to the author. And, or like I said, if you don't have a question, to just encourage her to keep on keeping on um, because she's really doing an amazing job. And um, because, like she said, hey, whether we want to admit it or not, colorism, racism, harassment, 
because of the color of our skin. One may be darker than the other. You know, it's a sad thing, but it is still going on. You know, and we're not the same. I'm not the same as you, and you aren't the same as me. We come in different shades of skin, and that's perfectly okay. Some of us speak different languages. Some of us like different foods. But in the end, we're all God's children, and he loves us all the same. So, again, the number to dial in is 657-383-0898 if you would like to speak to this amazing author. We're going to take a just a brief break right here. But when we come back, again, the phone lines are going to be open, and we're going to continue our interview. But don't move. Think of your questions. Think of your comments while we go to break. But we'll be right back. It was meant to kill me, sin to destroy me. And I thought that it would, and I thought that it should. Cause I messed up so many times, I went left when you said right. I'll understand if you wanna let me go, let me go, let me go. But you held on to me, and you wouldn't let me go, and you wouldn't let me go. And what the enemy meant for evil, God has worked it out for my good. What the enemy meant for evil, God has worked it out for my good. Hey! 
Cherie Barnes of CherieBarnesAuthor.com, and you are listening to the Conqueror's Cafe Radio Show. Welcome back to the Conqueror's Cafe Radio Show. I'm your host, Twyla Reed, and we are here again with the author of The Color of Pretty, Ms. Michelle Williams. Our phone lines are open if you would like to call in and speak with the author, give her some encouragement. Our number is 657-383-0888. Nine eight. So, Michelle, I got to ask you a question. The song we just played, For My Good, think back and all of the tribulations and the challenges that you dealt with. The song says, what the enemy meant for evil, God has worked it out for your good. Would you say that that is a testimony of yours right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's working. It's working for my good. Absolutely. I wish they could see me now. Hey. <laughs> I like how you said that. <laughs> and some of them Absolutely. Some do see me now. Yeah. And they're gonna keep on seeing you. Right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That part, right? That part. Writing. I know you have four. So, what are some of the things that are motivating you to just keep writing and just keep sharing your journey with others? Oh man, it's like the more because I thought, you know, honestly, I thought my goal and my vision of, of, of the beginning of all this whole process was this was the final step to my therapy of me completing therapy that I started, you know, many years ago was to just write it down, think I can help some other few women out here who've ever dealt with feeling, you know, insecure, lack of confidence, not good enough, you know, with anything they've dealt with in their past. I was going to write my book, tell my story, have a women's event, and have a a seat. That was my plan, right? But you know how they say, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. So here we are, almost a year later, <laughs> fast forward a year later, and, and still pushing forward again, and spoke on many platforms in 2021, and, and still going in 2022. So it's just God. been a, a, an amazing yeah. journey that, again, that, that was my plan, is to write the book, sit down, have a seat, and, and tell the story, and, and, and that's it help some women and, and truly have a seat, but God had better plans. Like, you're not going to just write this book and sit down. I'm I, I'm going to call you out to speak to people, <laughs> you know, and I heard yes. that I'm going to call you to speak out to nations. I said, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-huh. Because no, no, you no, ain't no. empty no. yet. <laughs> no. You are not empty yet. No. You are not empty yet. No. You know, mm. exactly. People were calling. I was like, wonder how they found me. How do you get my phone number? How do you, like you, I was like, how, 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 like I don't even remember. <laughs> like, well, PR person said, well, you do have a website and you have Facebook. You go, I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. And other friends and things like that. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So when you're I, not I'm writing, going. Like when you just have some downtime, when you're not writing, you just kind of want to woofah and just 
kind of just come back to chill and just breathe in and out and, you know, just take some time for yourself. What are some things that you'd like to do that doesn't include writing? Um, and just for me, it's traveling. You know, I'm excited about being able to travel again. You know, did some little bit of traveling last year. You know, we didn't, this COVID pandemic won't let us be great, won't let us be great at all. So, but now that it seems like the world is starting to turn, turn over, you know, get to our new normal because life as we know it is never going to go back to normal. So don't expect that. You can expect the new normal. So for me, traveling, that, that gives me, you know, great peace and just going to different places and visiting places, city, states, and countries that I've never been to. Um, laughter, you know, going to my comedy shows and concerts and things like that. I love live entertainment. So that those are the things that I missed over the last two years that I've been trying to do every chance I get. Um, self-care, you know, I'm, I'm a girly girl, truly a girly girl. I love to ensure that I get my hair done, my nails. I'm all about all of the self-care. Everything self-care is Michelle, everything, <laughs> everything. That's important. So those, that's those important are things anyway, that I do. You know, yes. Yeah, that's important yes. anyway. You know, people think self-care is just, oh, it's just self-care, but no, no, no. God commands us to self-care. Absolutely. <laughs> Area or surrounding areas, and even if you're not, hey, go to 
uh, thecolorofpretty.com and check out all of the information on the upcoming conference. Um, I know that this will just bless your thoughts all. Uh, just from talking with Michelle and just, you know, just really seeing how God is moving in her life and using her to really just inspire and enlighten and uplift and motivate and all those things that godly women are supposed to do, she's doing those things unto the Lord. And so, um, again, thecolorofpretty.com, you can find out all of the information about the upcoming conference. Um, now, Michelle, please let these listeners know how they can connect with you and how they can purchase this awesome book. Absolutely. So, uh, again, go to the website, thecolorpretty.com. You can purchase the site also on Amazon.com and Walmart.com as well to purchase the book there. Awesome. Now, we are down to, well, before I ask our last question, I want you to offer some words of inspiration and motivation to those that are listening who may uh, want to share their story, who, who, but just may be afraid or just don't know where to start, Michelle. Absolutely. So, like I said earlier, is I would tell people whatever you want to do, whether it's a book writing, if you want to do a class, go back to school, learn how to cook, do whatever, just do it. Do it scared. Do it afraid. You know, again, I'm one of my key phrases is if it don't scare you, if it don't make you afraid, then you need to add more value to it because it's something you have to be afraid, have to be scared in, in your purpose. That way it pushes you into your purpose. So if your dreams don't scare you, you need to get bigger dreams. You need to dream bigger and dream higher for yourself. And then I always say faith and fear don't mix. You can't have faith and, and have fear at the same time. It don't go it don't go well together. You know, it's either you're going to have one or the other. But choose faith. Absolutely choose faith. Absolutely. It, it wins every time. It, you know, fear is not going to do nothing but keep you up at night. It, it's just going to keep you up at night. But when you have faith, Boy, you can get some good sleep. You can get some good sleep when you have faith. Um, and and don't worry about don't worry about what people say. Don't worry about what people think. You know, one of the things I always tell I, I can't be worried about what people say or think about me because it's none of my business. It's none of my business how you feel about me. It is none of my business. Exactly. So I don't again when, when things don't well, what did you think about what this person said or how that wasn't my business. That wasn't intended for me. I'ma mind my own business. That's another one of my key phrases is I mind my own business. <laughs> Mind your business. I'm just going to mind the business. Mind my own business, right? Yes. Mind your own. Mind the business that. Hey, mind the business that pays you. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Mind the there business that pays it, me. It. it gets my coins exactly. My coin. I mind the business that gets my coins. That's it. What people think or say about me, that is not my business. That's theirs. It is not. So that's what I would definitely leave with people. Do it. Do it afraid. Do it scared. Just do it. You know, if you're gonna have faith, you can't have fear. You can't have both. They don't work. They don't work together. You either have one or the other. That's definitely yeah, choose faith, so you can get you some good sleep. You'll get you some good sleep at night if you have faith. Absolutely. Well, now Absolutely. we're with our bonus question here. I want you to to, to shout out to the listeners 
what does the word conqueror mean to you? Oh, that's a good one. The word conqueror means to me that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm a conqueror. I can do all things. I can do anything I want to do because I'm a conqueror. I can do it. Even if I don't feel like it, I don't think I can do, I can do whatever I want to do. I can do whatever I want to do. I love that. Be a conqueror. Absolutely. Yes. And not only that, but the Word of God says we are more than conquerors. So because we are more than conquerors, we actually can do all things, all things through yes. Christ, because he's the one that gives us the strength to do so. So we're conquerors, Absolutely. we're more than conquerors, and we're more, and we're more, and we're more. So the sky, is, right. the sky is not the limit. Beyond the sky is the limit. Mm-hmm. For all those that are living right. and there's things that you know that you want to do, don't stop. Just do it. Do it scared. Don't be afraid. Do it. That's fear. right. Do it. That's right. That's right. Do it so, scared. Michelle, do it bite I your fingernails. Thank you. <laughs> hey. Thank you. <laughs> but I just want to do it bite your fingernails. You know, bite my fingernails. Whatever. <laughs> do it. Just do it. <laughs> well, this has been an amazing, amazing interview. Amazing testament of hope and healing. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for thank coming you for on having and me. sharing your thank journey. You. Yes, thank you for thank sharing you. your heart with everybody. And uh, I just want to personally just encourage you to just keep pressing forward as you make the impossible possible, as you're making a huge impact in the kingdom. Keep teaching and keep inspiring and keep enlightening and motivating and educating and just keep doing all the things that God has called you to do. And, uh, you know, thank just, you. why don't just say God bless you, you know, and thank you so thank much you. for being here with us. So any, any last thank words you. before, um, any last words to our listeners? Thank you. I received that. I received everything of that. Again, go out here, be brave, be bold, be beautiful. Just be you. Do it. Do it. Amen. Thank you so much for Amen. having me. Thank you. Again, amen. Well, everyone, that is our show for this evening. Before we close out today, I want to remind our listeners um, that we have a new book that is going to be launched on April 1st, His Destiny, Her Purpose, Habits of a Godly Woman. Myself, along with 19 other amazing women of God, we've come together and we've put together this anthology with this overhypo application to assist women in finding and walking in their purpose. Uh, you know, women are not just um, held um, to know about their roles, but they have a responsibility to define and defend those roles as well. So adapting these habits are going to help you effectively walk in your purpose. It's going to show women how to move into the dynamic that occurs when his destiny and her purpose collide. So again, thank you so much for joining our show this evening. It has been amazing. Thanks for listening on tonight. Be sure to visit the Conference Cafe at conferencecafe.com and check out our resources, our prior shows, as well as our bonus content. And while you are there, don't forget to subscribe to our website to just stay updated on all of the great things that we're doing, all of the amazing guests that we have um, lined up for the remainder of this year. We've truly, truly enjoyed you all on tonight. Don't forget to join us right here every Sunday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for amazing testimonies of hope and healing. But before you go tonight, I want you to remember this. 
Life can sometimes prevent a series of events that can lead us down paths in life that can be discouraging and full of frustration. We must remember our relationship with God that sustains us when we reach our limit and we want to quit on this journey. Well, you can do two things, my friend. Stand firm and persevere, or you can give up and give out. You have the power to choose, and the choice that you make has the power to alter the course of your destiny for the rest of your life. Have an amazing week, everyone. And remember to keep making the impossible possible by spreading your own broken wings as you continue soaring by the power of God, transforming your traumatic events into empowering moments. Until next time, I am your host, Twyla Reed, your Tragedy to Strategy mentor. For speaking engagements and consultations, please email me at info at twylareed.com. And if you have a testimony of hope and healing that you would like to share with the world, Let's connect. Good night, everyone. Take care. May God bless you and may heaven. We're taking it back just a little bit, y'all. Come on, everybody, sing it. I've got it.
Who you really are. Yo! 